Yo, welcome back to the Winner's Paradigm Podcast. Today we got an amazing episode with my man Damian Vickers. We're talking about struggle, adversity, becoming the best you can be. You guys are going to love this episode, so you guys are going to want to tune in and stick around. I've got my story, you got yours. I've dropped blood, sweat, and tears on the floor. Then look the devil right in the eyes and told him I want more. When it's time to walk through hell's kitchen, I ain't afraid to lace my boots back up. Been there and back a couple times, but I made it through that stuff. I realized if you want to win, you got to recalibrate your mindset. Before there's no time left, the winner's paradigm. The winner's paradigm. The winner's paradigm. If you guys haven't signed up for our newsletter, you can do that by clicking the show notes. If you really want to fucking win, click on the Calibrated Man Facebook group. That's where we talk all about recalibrating your mindset. Last thing, leave a five-star rating and review. Let everybody know how good this podcast is. And if you really want to level up your mind, body, and soul, join the Recalibrated Man Mindset group. We have winners in there. We have guys that are elevating themselves, becoming the best that they can be, and showing up as the individuals that they love in life. My man, Damien, thank you so much for coming on the Winner's Paradigm podcast, brother. It's an honor because me and you have been chopping it up, getting to know each other through social media. And what's funny is I actually put on my story today that your content should speak exactly for who you are. And that's something that you know I resonated with. It's just your story as a man being the best you can be. So before I hype you up and get ahead of myself, bro, would you mind giving us a brief intro, who you are, what you're passionate about today, brother? Yeah, absolutely. My name is Damien Vickers. Uh, it's Pat the Dog uh, on Instagram. I mean, I'm passionate about, I'm passionate about growth, you know, like I'm passionate about being able to have any starting point and then having like no ceiling to where we can get to, which, which I don't even know what that means yet. You know what I mean? Like, uh, personal development, which I think also entails like physical development. Um, I was an ultra marathon runner. I've now gotten really into working out. Uh, I'm a recovering drug addict and alcoholic. I'm a a father i get to be a husband you know like uh i'm passionate about yeah i'm passionate about becoming the best man i can be and 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 then pushing other men to become the best men they can be either by example or or by kind of like showing them that sometimes pushing yourself into the fire is like the only thing that gets you through for, for dudes like me like I can't have like a chill, simple path. It just doesn't do shit for me. Like I seem to need that like hot fire to like harden me into what I'm supposed to be. Uh, I love that. Let's touch there first. Cause that was something with me um, to that happened to me the other day, you know, where uh, I said some shit a while ago, you know, basically I said, we're having a party. I was like, don't invite that person here. I don't like them. For who they are. I'm not saying that I'm going to start shit. I'm just like, easily, person's not invited. They invite the motherfucker, and then they expect me to shake hands, and I'm like, I don't condone that shit. That's weirdo shit, dude. Like, I don't fuck with it. Everybody got mad at me, like, you can't fucking do that. You're disrespectful. And I'm like, I fucking warned you guys and said, hey, this is who I am as a man. That's not acceptable. I'm not saying that I'm going to go out of my way and do anything, whatever, but I was just saying, for me, I got to light the fire. I don't accept the bullshit around me. Uh, and yeah. that's something I stick with all the time is, you know, especially when people are talking about, you know, oh, this or that, and they want it to their needs. You're like, bro, you don't fucking get it. Like the majority of the people 
everybody wants things on their conditional terms, their conditional basis. And that's why shit doesn't work out for them. So can you touch on that of what it means to light that fire? Because I know a lot of people think that life is based on this conditional basis of how they're feeling versus the way they need to live their life every single day. Yes, dude, a hundred percent. I've been like, first off, I love what you did. You know what I mean? Because for me, like, I'd rather I'd rather walk into a party and not, or even if even if I don't know you or we know each other sideways through something or other, and you don't shake my hand, at least I know where you stand. You know what I mean? Like, I'll take that all day over this like strange world we live in of like someone will shake my hand and oh Damien, and then like I leave and someone tells me they talk shit like. I'd prefer someone just to fucking hate me outright. You know what I mean? I can take that off. That at least makes sense to me. Um, but yeah, you know, I think that's like, I learned that getting sober realistically. Cause for me, it was like getting sober wasn't easy. Like I've been doing, I'm, I'm a, I was a really, really bad alcoholic and I was also a heroin addict. And it's like, I didn't feel like stopping those things. You know what I mean? The feeling inside, I didn't wake up one day and light. And then I was just like, I feel like doing both of these things is not, you know, beneficial to myself and the life that I want to live. You know what I mean? Like my mindset was so fucking insane that it wasn't, I was just like, I'm hurting so bad. Like the pain, the pain that I'm experiencing right now is so bad that I'm either going to have to kill myself literally. Like I'm going to have to end this or I'm going to have to figure out how to get better. And then that process of getting, getting sober for me was just like not easy. Like if it was easy, nobody would live under a bridge. You know what I mean? If like getting sober was simple, people would just do it. Cause most people now listen, and I don't think everyone, I'm not like, I hate alcohol. I don't hate anything. You know what I mean? Like there's a motherfucker out there today who will go out and have a drink and have a, it'll make their life better. I'm not one of those people, you know, like it, it made my life worse. It always has. Every time I've went back to try again, it has seemingly been more upsetting to like how I live. So, you know, like that was like the first place that I really learned that like how I feel doesn't matter. Cause like if I wake up and I'm like, I don't want to do this thing. I have to, I have to, or else I end up back in the place. And that's where like, I think that point in and of itself is where most of this stuff kind of has a meeting place where it's the working out, uh, the personal development, whether you do cold showers or cold plunges or hot things or all these things, all, all, everything in that like area of like, I don't know, it's kind of self torture. And like, to some extent, like all seems to have that common place of like, who cares how I feel. Right. Cause like my wake up, even like, like the, your wake up time, which is God bless you. You're, you're a savage. You know what I mean? Like when I wake up at 4am, I don't, I'm not the kind of guy who wakes up and I'm like, thank God for another day. You know, like, it's not me. I'm just like, oh, fuck, you know? And then if I push through that, that's win number one, you know? And then it's like each thing, some days I'm hungry. Like we were talking about, like, you're on a cut. I'm on a cut. I've been on a cut for a while right now and I'm hungry. You know what I mean? I have to be like, but the outcome I want is going to come at a cost. And I think that's the thing for me is that it's like that fire is what I have to go through to get the cost. Cause if not, I know what it's like to not change because of my feelings. And that's just like, and not, and it hasn't always been a dive bomb. There's been times in my life where it's just that slow, progressive, boring pain, which is almost worse. Cause it's not exciting. At least like the heavy explosive shit has cool stories. We're like, and then I was under the bridge and you know, all that bullshit ego, like I'm the worst, which is the best, but it's even worse when you just like have some mediocre life that you hate. 
for a turn. Like I've had one of those. And it's just like, oh, it's equally as like it's it kills me equally as much as like when it's full on, you know. Yeah, bro. And and thank you for capping on that, you know, and to close that out. You know, I wasn't trying to talk about that particular person. I was just saying, like, it's an alignment and they show their character. So I don't need to fuck with that. And that's all it was. You know, and it was funny because people are getting mad. And I'm like, homeboy showed his character. Like, what the fuck else do I got to do? Like, you know who he is. Now, what the fuck are we going to be talking about? You know, uh, and they were just like looking at me like, you can't fucking say that. I was like, I did, dude. Like, it, I, I don't need to fucking sit here and need this approval. Like, homeboy's not going to get me to where I want to go. So why am I going to conversate? Plus, two, it's a different thing. Is he has a mommy that's helping him, guiding him through his shit. I ain't got that, you know. So it's like, from some extent, yeah, you know, he can talk about the struggle. He can talk about his shit. But I already feel a particular way, and I'm not going to let people in my circle who I just don't fuck with on that level. Uh, and I was like, I've been around that, you know, I've been around the fake people and the this or that, the other, and being, you know, shy on who you are. And I was like, that shit ain't for me. And especially when we're talking about lighting that fire, it's like, I'm the same thing, bro. And I stopped drinking. Everybody thought that I would keep drinking. Uh, and it's frustrating as fuck. You know, I talked to my dad who's almost 50 now, still partying and you don't get it. It's fucking hard to drink. Like people don't understand that. Like I literally want to scream at people. That's why I love the way you said that when you wake up, you're like, I'm so grateful, bro. I wake up fucking pissed, dude. And then I see people fucking saying dumb shit all the time or like I envy people for the podcast, you know, and it's funny as fuck because they're like, when is my podcast episode going to come out? And I didn't mean to like piss somebody off the other day, but I was just like, hey, bro, it's not coming out for a minute because right now what we're what we're putting in is fire and it's these dudes that are just bringing the heat and the way that they have their story. It's not the struggle so much, but it's they went through the struggle. They made it. They bring a different energy to life. I can't bring someone in. Who just hasn't had that or talks about the mediocre and hasn't topped into that, you know, dangerous side yet. For me, it was like I had to fucking be that way because I was the mama's boy who got punked. I'm the mama's boy who didn't want to be around that shit and everything I didn't want in life came into my life and created me into being that savage to when I was in the Marine Corps, I had to be that. And what took me away was the injuries and bringing up all this shit that it was. And then I suppressed it, you know, again with the drinking and going into that deep loophole. And uh, I love that. You know, I love when people are trying to validate the drinking point too. And they're like, well, I can have this one, two, three beers and I can be done. And it's like, yeah, you can. But if you watch these people long enough, you're going to understand that it's like a one fucking percent, maybe a 0.5% that can do that. The majority of people are going to say that they can have these drinks because I've been around them where they make the six, seven, eight figures in bad relationship with the wife, terrible fucking parent. Maybe they're a good parent. Maybe they're good with the wife, but there's something that they're not showing. And then when you really get close to them, you see that that one thing that they put that blinder on and you're like, oh, fuck, you know? So for me, it's big on like, I can't have those people around me. I don't like that shit, period. Uh, another reason, you know, why I love you, brother, is you have a coach, Brad from Reliant Fitness, who I interviewed that dude. And it was awesome just even conversating with somebody on that level because they bring a different energy to life. And that's what's funny is people are like, oh, you think you're better. And it's like, one, I don't fucking think I'm better. I just hold myself to higher standards. And it's like, too, if you're going to fucking sit there and be like, you're better than me, like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, if you think someone's better than you, ask them, how do I get to that level? Like, that's the thing that pisses me off with people is like, they're so quick to judge and be like, you think you're on this level? It's like, hey, bro, how do I get to that level? Like, it's a simple fucking question. And that's something you learn when you have those mentors. So can you touch on that? You know, we talked a little bit on the environment, but what is it like to have a mentor that's just guiding you in the right direction and allowing you to see that there is no disparity between them being better than you? It's just showing you the capacity where you can be. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like, for me, it's like an apprenticeship, you know, like 
you can't i my first career was was in rigging i was i was a stunt rigger you know and it's like you learn to do something by someone showing you how to do it you know and they just like talk shit to you for the first year you know what i mean like they just like mock you and whatever and like if you can survive it then you get to move on and it was the same thing with getting sober for me like to get sober i got with a dude who had gotten sober and he showed me the rope so by the time i got to brad i had like somewhat of an understanding right the I might not be like the most brilliant human being, but for certain, like a wisdom that I carry is knowing that I don't know everything and that it's okay to be like, to come to you. If you know something that I don't and say, Hey brother, what's going on, man? Like, Hey, I want to start a podcast. I don't have the fucking slightest clue where to start. You know what I mean? Like, but that, and that goes back to like who we surround ourselves with, which, which I was listening to your thing this morning and sorry to tangent on it, but for one second, it was phenomenal. You know, like I really, really resonated with it. Cause I'd rather be all the fuck alone uh, than fuck with idiots. And, but what I'd really prefer is to be around some like strong men, which is like getting to be around Brad. And now some of the dudes that, that, that he's with, you know what I mean? Um, so I was, I've never been like, a I, like I was, a, I was running, I was 155 pounds and I was running these ultra marathons, not for very long. It was something I like got very briefly into, um, but it changed my life profoundly because i was like holy shit i can do anything like it was like the first thing that popped my brain into like my limits are are all only up top you know and so then i was like interested in this like what my body can do and so i started working out you know but it was like i did what i think most people do i was going on youtube i was like following chris bumstead's macros you know or like seth for like i was like looking at these bodybuilders and i would just like copy their meals to a t and it definitely wasn't like working for me you know like I was getting bigger and like all these things. And then I had right before COVID, I was watching a lot of Wes Watson shit and I went to take his program, but then all the gyms shut. So I never really did much with his program. And then I was like, but I, I knew I wanted to work someone's program where I could just, cause for me, like make my life fucking simple, dude. I got so much shit going on that just like anything that can streamline life. Like I love, like, here's what you eat. Here's what you do in the gym. You know, like, Tell me what to do, bro, because I have all these other variables that I'm figuring out in my own existence. So I was like, I want to work with someone. But I was just like, Wes's, Wes's life wasn't like I was working full time. I had just had a baby um, and I and I saw Brad shit and I was like, OK, I could ask this dude questions about my life, you know, and that's like what I think is cool about this space is like. Listen, everyone's kind of doing the same thing. Let's be real, right? Like, I love what my cousin says. He's like, we're not doing anything different. We're doing something differently. And it's always going to be like your flavor. Because at the end of the day, like, go to the gym. Here's your macros. Ta-da. You know what I mean? Like, and then you can kind of play with that. But so, so I started working with Brad. And working with Brad was phenomenal because he was, like, really responsive, like, in a way that I didn't think he would be. You know, like, I could call him on the phone. And so I did his program and then I wanted to learn to coach from him, uh, but I just didn't have the money for it. And luckily my little brother helped me out with it. And he's taking his course. So he like split it so we could each uh, take, take his course. So now I'm getting to work with him as a mentor in that way, where he's showing me how to do what he does. It's just, it's a blessing, man. Brad's such a phenomenal man. Like it's, he just is who he I think that's what what popped for me is I thought all these dudes on the internet were like personas, like they were like WWF wrestlers, and then like and they they wouldn't really be like that. But like Brad's that fucking dude, and that's what he's teaching me to do is like 
the more, and I'm learning this, I'm watching even like in my small following, like the more I'm myself, the more people like that. Because I think somewhere inside we do resonate with that. You might want to see some like make-believe bullshit, and that's for some people without a doubt. Um, but some people just want to like know who you are because at the end of the day, if you think about it, people watching the internet are literally probably alone staring at their phone. So it's connection. It might be the only connection they have that day. Um, you know, so I think like having a genuine connection with someone, even if it's through this screen, is like it's the best we can do for someone. So yeah, working with Brad's just Dude, Brad's so fucking solid. Salute, Reliant Fitness. Please, everyone Hell follow him. Yeah. When I load the the shout out to you, we'll shout him out as well on that. But uh, that was something I wanted to touch on because I interviewed that dude and I was like, bro, he's a cool ass motherfucker. And then he was like, hey man, because uh, he told me about Metroflex, the gym that I'd be going to. And uh, he was like, hey man, if I'm ever there, we'll get a workout in. And I seen that he was over here, and uh, he's him and T Cab were working out, and all the rest of the guys. And then I seen TCAB and I went up to him and I was like, hey, bro, I seen you on um, Brad's page and uh, I just wanted to introduce myself. I did a podcast interview with him. I want to say you're a cool ass fucking dude. I really love the work you're doing. He's like, let's set up a podcast. I'm busy right now, but hit me back in a couple of weeks. So uh, I got to be friends with TCAB just off Brad. And it was funny because I hit Brad up and he's like, that's a solid motherfucker. And I was like, this is what it's about, you know, is connecting yeah. with people and yeah. really just doing that. And I've had the opportunity uh, of being with the internet WWF persona guys. And it's funny because uh, homeboy acted all hard and shit, bro. Nicest fucking person. So it was hilarious because, uh, you know, he, he got in his ego and he was telling me like, yeah, you know, his mentor taught him how to do that. So I learned a little bit of that, you know, and I learned exactly who I needed to be. Uh, but it was funny as fuck. Cause like I go and this dude's like soft talking and just nice as fuck. And I'm like, Oh, you know, and then he was telling me about like his prison story. And he's like, looked at me and he's like, just like, you know, it is racist in there. And I'm all, yeah, bro. Come from California. Like all these guys tell me this shit. So it was funny as fuck, like the way he's acting. And I'm like, bro, even on the street, it's the same exact thing. Like where I'm from, nobody likes those people. Like I was uh, labeled as shit when I was in the Marine Corps. I was drunk in an Uber and dudes like calling me slandering names of some gang. And I'm like, nah, I don't fuck with that gang, number one. But two, it was funny. It's like, that's the way people really think. And then you go tell other people who've never walked that walk of life. And they're like, oh, you're trying to be something you're not. You're like, no, nah, bro, you just never experienced the shit I did. So it's funny when you're authentically you because people start seeing that. And that was something for me, you know, where's stepping into that and then being around these guys. Uh, my coach was Sean Michael Crane, um, who that dude just really changed my life when it really came down to it because solid dude. And he's always talking about your foundation. So it's funny when people ask me about shit and they're like, the macros. I'm like, I, I really, I don't give a fuck about the macros. And they're like, looking at me, what do you mean you don't give a fuck about the macros? I'm like, macros only one part of it. And I'm not just going to teach you the macros. Like it's about the foundation, just like we talked about at the beginning of the episode where it's how you're living every single day, how you're waking up, the journaling, the meditation, the figuring everything out, you know, mind, body, soul, relationships, finances. We're going the whole nine yards when we talk about what we're doing. So uh, one dude the other day, he's like, he didn't know what he wanted to do. And it was funny as fuck because he's like, I'm getting this advice from my friend. And he said I should go high carb and I should do this or I should do keto. And I was like, bro, fuck the macros, dude. What do you want to do? And he was yeah. just like, well, I want to focus on the macros. I was like, again, you're not listening. Like, what is your fucking goal? Because that's going to tell you what your macros need to be. That's going to tell you how you need to live your fucking life. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, bro, I get up more earlier than the majority of people every single day. Even on the weekends, my sleeping in is four or five, you know, unless I'm sick, which lately uh, I needed to take a fucking step back because my body was telling me, hey, it's not fucking working. So uh, we had that conversation, you know, and then he was just like, well, I want to gain muscle. I'm like, well, then why the fuck would you go on keto or high carb if you want to add more muscle? Why don't you do high protein, high carb? 
you can do two burps. I didn't know I could do that. I'm like, it's called researching it, dude. Like this shit's out there, but unless you do it, unless you work with the right fucking people, they're not going to teach you. And that's something I learned, you know, was like, I wasn't, I wasn't in alignment with the right people. And that's why when I stopped drinking, I was that half glass type guy where it was only showing you, like I said, you know, these WWF personas, uh, they only show you half the glass and then you get around them and you're like, I'm the same way, you know? So for me, it wasn't that I want to bash those dudes, whatever. It just, it was alignment. I needed to be around better people. Like you said, you know, you joined West's program, COVID hit, it wasn't working out. You know, you went on and you're like, I need to ask somebody these questions. That was it for me was like, Sean, help me put my life together. When we weren't on program. And that's what made me join the program with him uh, was, Hey, he told me, Hey, if you and your wife uh, get a divorce, this is what you're doing. If you guys stay together, this is what you're doing. I'm telling you that it changed my life, period. And my wife thanked me for that. Hey, thanks for not leaving. Thanks for us figuring our shit out. You know, thank you for whatever it is because I started living fucking differently. And uh, again, it goes back to the point, you know, people think they can wake up early, wake up happy. I don't, you know, I wake up fucking pissed. I started getting some flashbacks lately, some fucked up shit that I was seeing uh, when I was on deployment. And I wasn't even in combat, but it was seeing combat things of, hey, this is what life is like. You get captured. This is what's going to fucking happen to you. Uh, so it was funny because I seen a, a video on the internet the other day and it made me fucking laugh because it was some vile shit. And I was just like, people don't understand that this is fucking life and death out there. They think it's all this good shit. You know, they think that you can just be happy. And I'm like, that's not the way it is. You know, that's not the way the world fucking works. So it's like, I used to get so mad on that. How don't they fucking get it that it gets me conjured up? So before I get long winded again, brother, when we talk about foundation, setting that day up, living that shit, how important is it for you, brother, to live in that foundation so you understand that you never fall back into the vices and all the bad shit that you used to do brother i mean i think the found i've been i was just talking to one of uh, the guys that i worked with the other day about it i think that's what happens and i've done it before because like my first time i had like two years sober my first time getting sober and like what i did was i built a pile of shit foundation you know like I just kind of rushed it. Like what I wanted was the end results, you know? So I like wanted my, I wanted to stack some money. I wanted to meet a girl. I wanted to get a place. Cause so I started off in like, I was actually, you're in California, right? So I was out in like Panorama city, um, just like living in the hood in some fucking garage. Like it was just terrible. And I was like, so I just wanted out of where I was and I didn't put a lot into building myself, you know? And so I built the outside world pretty, not quick, but for me, like I was able to get it up and, and have this thing and what i found is that i couldn't hold the structure because the foundation was there was none you know what i mean it was all built on nothing it was just built on like i want this now and so nowadays it's like i found that if i it's it's some sort of strange like spiritual paradox where if i like focus on bettering myself and being good to everybody around me all that shit builds up around me right like i believe in god and i think that somehow like I do God's work, which is to make me the best person I can be and then help anyone who asks virtually. Like that's kind of how I, how I move. Um, and then my life just starts getting better and I don't have to like grind through it. Now the grind I have to do is make myself better because like you said, like, I think that's so important because I think people see people in this space and, and they're doing better because life gets good, you know, and there's these like riches that come internal riches that they're definitively come. Like you get some confidence. Um, there's some happiness. Listen, you're, my wife's not more mad at me because I'm showing up really well and being a better dad. Nobody in my life's like, hey, slow down on what you're doing and go back to like drinking and doing dope, you know? So I have, how do I say this? 
basically it's like, I have to do this stuff and, and I just want people to know, I guess that it sucks sometimes. Like, you know what I mean? Like we were talking about, like sometimes waking up and going to the gym and all that shit, like is not like something I want to film. It's something that I struggle through. But at the end of the day, when my head hits that pillow, I've like earned my sleep and I've earned my keep on this planet for how I, how I understand my life to be, you know, and then maybe the next day is killer, but it's just like, yeah, some shit sucks. Right. And people like that, like embrace the suck idea, but they don't want to embrace the feeling of suck when it really sucks. You know, when like going to the gym, when you're, when your legs are already sore and you got to go to the gym, when it's two o'clock and you went to sleep at 1130 suck. Like that's not like low key suck. This sucks. You know what I mean? Like being hungry, uh, you know, the, the, the things that we do to get to the places that we're trying to get to, um, suck. but that's where we build that foundation. You know, that's why like I put up quotes and like, I do read stoic philosophy because stoic philosophy at the end of the day kind of boils down to like, who cares about what you think, you know, like in my right, my mind will make this mountain of a molehill always like I'll be like, oh, I got to go to the gym. And then I get to the gym. It's just lifting weights. I feel great. You know, like most things I dread doing. And then afterwards, I'm grateful I did it. That's almost everything. The early wake up, the cold showers, the gym, the food, the showing up for people. You know what I mean? Like it's like the starting the, the it sucks to start. But then afterwards, it's always golden. And I think that's like. And that's what I think people, if they can build the foundation, they'll see that enough that eventually, because at first you have to have faith, right? I have to have faith that you're not lying to me to try to sell me something. Like you're like, listen, you'll feel better if you eat macro macros different and work out and wake up early. And I'm like, is this, this has got to be bullshit, right? Like, and how much you want me to pay you? And then if I do it for long enough, I'm like, holy shit, I feel better, right? Like some guys like, I just want to lose 20 pounds. And then four weeks from now, he's like, my wife is saying that I'm showing up better. And that's like the, the switch gets turned. And then you're, then you're like, what can I do next? Like, what else can I do? Now you're like, now let's pull your wake up time back. Now let's cut your food more. And then that person fucking goes, you know, oh, some people. No, I, I love that hundred percent. And that was something uh, me and my wife actually got an argument about was when I stopped drinking, I, I hated being around everybody. Because uh, you just realized how much how stupid it is. And I was literally telling her over the fucking weekend. Uh, I was telling about a prospect, right? Prospect was talking about he's smoking and drinking and his girl left him. Then he texts me, bro, I just met this bad bitch. And I'm like, didn't we talk about no females yet? And he was like, yeah. He's like, but I met a bad one. I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter because you're going to do the same shit and fuck it up again. And he's like, why are you talking to me that way? Because I fucking done it, dude. Like. Why are we sitting here talking about whatever? You understand that we go external for everything. I did that. I literally got a tattoo of some ass cheeks right here because it's fucking vices. You know, my wife was like, that tattoo would be funny. And I'm over here like, vices, that's fucking amazing. You know, yeah. so it was funny getting it because uh, like tattoo artists are chick and she asked me like, why? And I'm like, because we fall into our fucking vices. Dude. We think that, oh, you know, we come with this mentality of, oh, we're players and you can swap one, whatever. That's why your ass fucking does this shit for years. And then you get to that point where it's low and we're talking about this, the fucking uh, time in life where it gets fucking boring. You know what I mean? And we're like, dude, why can I not regulate myself? Why can I do whatever? Because whatever, we always went to that 
pleasure-seeking thing. So it's funny because I would, I would call out those things. My wife would get mad at me. I'm like, oh, this person's a pleasure-seeker. All they do is pleasure-seek. They seek for attention. No, they don't. And then it comes out that they do, you know? And she's like, why are you just nitpicking everybody? I'm like, no, I'm just strategic on who I be around because people will say dumb shit. And for me, your word is fucking everything because when I wasn't giving my word, it wasn't that, you know? So it went into, oh, you're a fucking asshole. All you do is point out what everybody says. I'm like, nah, I don't. I watch motherfuckers closely because a lot of people talk a lot of shit. They talk a lot of shit about their exes. They talk about whatever. Well, if you talk shit on your ex, you're talking shit on your old version of yourself because you weren't at this low frequency and you attracted that. And number two, it's like, I'm watching you, motherfucker. So how are you going to be telling that you don't drink, you don't party, and then you're out at the club? Like, you just won't do those things. And even for me, I'll do it. And I'll take a picture and be like, look at me not drinking. Like, this is what presence is. I literally was at Disneyland and I was fucking laughing because uh, this one chick's like, hey, fool, I just want to get fucking faded, fool. Let's get this Modelo. And like acting like that, bro, I'm laughing because same thing with the, the client. You know, I told my wife this weekend again. And I'm like, this shit's just fucking hysterical. Like when you stop drinking, you stop being a fucking idiot. And you're listening to people. You're like, bro, this sounds so fucking stupid how they were acting like. That used to be me. I used to want to get faded before I went into something. Faded the whole time. Hey, homeboy's looking at me crazy. I'm going to smack the fuck out of him. Even when I was in the military, I was still fighting, which that was something for me. Well, first part was I didn't want to be hood, and I told myself I wasn't going to do it. And then the schoolhouse, there was more hood East Coast motherfuckers just punking people, so I had to be. Uh, so then from there, it just came into, hey, this is who I am. And everybody was just like, oh, we love him for it, you know, but. With that came good and bad, you know, and that's why this weekend I literally said that talking about the situation we were where I was like, you can say whatever the fuck you want to say. You can do whatever the fuck you need to do, but just know your actions come with consequences where I hurt my wife acting a way that I needed to act because I made her look bad. But in my case, it was standing my morals and principles. Like I was just like, I understand I'm gonna hurt my wife's feelings, but I will not break on that because again, who am I as a man to be a disservice to everyone else around me of saying this shit? There's a lot of people who say whatever, you know, one of the things they told me was, oh, there's time where you're just going to forget what the fuck it is. Like, no, that's not how shit fucking works. dude. You just don't forget what it is. You know that a snake's going to fucking bite you. So you don't get bit by a snake. For me, I know what it is. Like shit doesn't check out. You have your gut feeling tell you something. You feel it's weird. Why the fuck would you do it? You know, so it went into that. And I was like, that's what makes me a better husband. You know, my wife said that this weekend I was like, hey, you may stick to your guns a lot. You may be stubborn as fuck, but all the things that you say you have to embody. And I'm like, I have to, because when I didn't do those things, it led to bad things. So last question, before we get to the last question, how important is it now, brother, just being present with you being a better father, better husband, and continually showing up for your people every single day, brother. It's the most important thing for me. Like I never thought it's all I ever wanted was to be a dad, like straight up. I had, I didn't think I'd live. And I, I don't say that in like some bullshit way. I mean it. Like I didn't make up a lot of like, long-term goals because I, most of people, I know a lot of my friends died, um, in, in drug addiction. And I just didn't think I had a lot of longevity in life, but I always, always wanted to be a dad. My dad, um, has like kind of a hero's journey story where he really pulled himself out of the mud and became one of my heroes. And our relationship has always been so seriously important to me that I wanted to get to do that with a human being on earth, you know? So that was like, always all I ever wanted. And I didn't think it was ever going to happen. And there was plenty of times that I could have, and the woman was like, I'm not having a baby with you. you know? And I was like, I get it. Um, so, so these, I mean, I do everything for that. Like, that's why, like, 
and I know it's like cheesy with the whys sometimes, but it's like those whys supersede my weak thoughts when they come, you know, like I get to be, I, I get to be this father that I wish I had, you know, from the start, you know, and me and my dad talk about that. He's like, man, I'm so grateful you get to be the dad that you didn't have. And I'm like, well, I have it now. Um, and I get to be the first man that my daughter meets. And I have to be, I want to be like a formidable human being in the world. I was talking to my wife about that yesterday because I don't always like I was doing a little bulk and I don't even like getting too big because it's just like just I don't like feeling that heavy. But what I do like is feeling like I can protect my family. And I think that's important, right? Like I think it's important that when I'm out in public, I don't have a feeling like, oh shit, I hope something doesn't go down so that I have to grab my family and run away. I'm just like I'm insane. Someone walks in, I'm like, what would I do at this moment? Right. And I'd like to turn it down some because I'm not because I live in like a chill world now. But still, like yeah. I think that I think there is something important to at least as a man know that you're like you can do something, you know. Bro, I love that so much. And I'll say a funny story real quick. But uh one of my boys, bodybuilder dude, we went to the Deftones concert, and I'm only five eight, so Five eight, two hundred, and it was funny because for me, I need the size. Uh, originally, that came about because I got my ass kicked as a kid. I was that short little fat kid. My dad earliest memories him beating my mom, uh, and then I started fist fighting my dad. You know, so for me, being bigger always kept me safe. But two, you stop getting fucked with. So it was, you know, backing that shit up, and then took so many L's that I learned how to be a good wrestler because I lost for two years. Fucking got in the Marine Corps, started whipping everybody's asses, winning fights. Uh, and it was just a different breed because I worked on myself so much. And then they bring the best out of you. So it was funny is that this Deftones concert, uh, bodybuilder dude's like 6'4", right? So somebody bumps into me, right? And I look fucking pissed. And he's like, hey, man, you good? And I'm all, nah, fuck that, dude. I was like, why do you start a mosh pit behind me? So some fat dude comes again. I fucking turn around. I push him. The bodybuilder dude turns with me, pushes him. We launch this motherfucker. He hits some chick. Laser out, and then they come over to us like, "You guys are bullies." And they go to him, he's like, "You're a fucking bully. You're a big guy." And they look at me, they're like, "I didn't think you were that fucking strong. Like, we're gonna leave you alone, you know." And uh, it was funny because I was telling this story. I'm like, "For me, that's why I love having this side. It's like, you don't gotta worry about shit. And if something happens, you handle fucking business because my walk of life of where I come from, and it's not even that I come from the worst. You know, it's just what's around that fucking area. Uh, I talk about all the time. It's like I was in St. Louis. I went to this event. I'm thinking life's getting good." While I'm on the plane going back into San Diego, there's a shooting that my wife and my, my daughter uh, were at and, you know, could have got hit with. But luckily, thank God they didn't. And my wife never experienced that shit. So to me, that fucking killed me because I'm like, I failed. They are never supposed to go through this. But that's just the hood now of where Fresno is and what goes down over there. And people don't understand that. For me, I didn't understand that things. And that's how I walked into situations growing up was being around the wrong fucking people at all fucking times. And it was just always bad shit. So. For me, I, I learned that because at a young age, I'll see motherfuckers barking and acting crazy. And that's why I don't like that stuff and don't condone that stuff. Uh, you know, I understand you can be a gangster, but it's a way that you hold yourself and act a certain way, you know. So that was something for me where it was like even that before I was with my wife and I got in the military, I was with some chick who's Filipino and was around the same fucking shit, bullshit, you know, gangs acting stupid. But this time in the military. So it was funny. It's like. I was explaining this the other day. It's like, you always got to protect your family. And that's why I just don't fuck with that. And that's why I like when somebody's heavily overweight, if they're not eating clean, if they're not trying to lose that weight, if they're not being that best they can be. I can't have them around me. My wife is like, well, that's fucked up to say. They may be a good person. Like, no, it's, it's not. What is fucked up is if shit pops off and I got your fucking back, but you can't have my back. 
if your character doesn't show that, if you're not healthy enough to fucking protect yourself, I can't have you around me because there's situations, especially where you're at, where that is. And uh, what's funny is I had one friend, we went to a Dodger game. We're fucking in LA. I told him put some taco spot in. Bro, tell me why this man puts the fucking hood, dude. We're like at 30, it was like 31 Street or some shit. We're in the fucking hood. And I'm like, hey, bro, we go in there. Don't fucking stare. Just walk straight through this Davario. I was like, everybody's wearing blue. Take that fucking Padre jersey off. Uh, we're going to walk through there. Don't fucking look. You're going to see some crazy shit. Whatever. What happens is some dude's stealing. A knife gets pulled to his neck. He's getting beat. My friend freezes up, starts looking. And I'm lucky, and then I'm dying because uh, we, I ended up running into a friend from Fresno who her dad was part of the SWAT team, and I used to drink with them in high school, and he thought that I was of age. And we seen him, and he's like, oh, and I'm like, bro, this is the first time I've seen you sober, you know? And he's fucking laughing because he's like, bro, you're a fucking crazy animal. Like, he was a Marine, I'm a Marine, so it was easy right there. Uh, and it was funny because I was talking to my friend. He's like, bro, I've never experienced anything like that. And I'm like, that's why you need to have your head on a fucking swivel, and I've already experienced the things of, what happens when you freeze up and you watch the wrong shit? Uh, and that's why I'm big on, hey, protecting your people. If you're rocking with me, I got your back. You got my back. But I've been around the people who weren't like that. So that's something I'm always big with. My wife's like, oh, you're so you know picky with who you have around. I'm like, you have to be. You know what I mean? Because this day and age, you can't let anybody around your kids. You can't let anything there. And it's funny as fuck because people will think like, hey, again, conditional basis. I can do this, this, or that. And it's like, no, because there's different people from different walks of life where they don't play those fucking games that you play. They play life or fucking death. And that's what's funny as fuck is like people don't understand that. So I really appreciate you, bro. You've been an amazing fucking guest here. I'll wrap it up with the last question I ask everybody. What would you say to the previous version of yourself? We don't know where to start. We just want to align ourselves with our definition of success. Hmm. Where to start? I guess I'd tell myself, like, you got to go inside and get, like, super honest with yourself. You know, like, find where you're genuinely at to start. Like, that's why, like, I think I heard you talking about that. Like, some people don't like it. Like, I am the kind of guy who has to, like, look in the mirror and be like, you're a fucking bitch, bro. Like, you're a lazy, soft psychopath who, like, doesn't give a fuck about nobody. And that, and then I can start, because that's not who I am, Right. And like, if I can get real with myself and that's what I had to do one day is like, yep. when, when I changed, I like finally looked in the mirror and I was like, you're a piece of shit for real. Like, not like on some bullshit, like you are not a good person, you know? And like, that's, and that's not my heart. Like my heart's not, I'm a fucking bad person, you know? So I was like, all right, I need to figure out how to configure this. So yeah, just like, I think starting point always has to be like absolute honesty. Like, where am I genuinely starting? And then from there, ask for help. Like look for mentors, read books, anything you got to do, like get and get around people. And, and like this whole thing's been, and what you talked about this morning is like this journey, you're going to lose people. It's just, and you're going to be alone a lot, you know, but then slowly it's like you find your people because there are other people, but just, just know that some of this walk is alone. It, exactly. And that's why I did that segment. You know, the next part is going to be who you surround yourself with. Uh, well, First, it's going to be self-taught or, uh, you know, higher taught from that mentor. And then it's going to be who you surround yourself with. Uh, the reason why is exactly that. You know, it's funny that you said that because I have a coach like that where he was saying whatever. I'm always talking about that. It's you and that man in the mirror. And it was like when I was on my knees begging God for shit to change. Hey, you're being a fucking bitch. And he was like, he called me out and another guy. He's like, I can call you a bitch. And you're going to say, I'll show you what a bitch is. What's up? And the other guy's going to get intimidated. 
And I was like, for me, it's hard to be around those guys. Like, guy's pretty cool, but I can't be around that soft guy because where I come from, you can't act that way. And two, it's like, well, you're a grown ass fucking man and we're going to be sitting there. And that was why I said that this morning. It's like, I'd rather be alone than be in this fearful mindset, whatever, because part of my household was that. My mom was always like, oh, I was going to get this degree, but it's hard. It's going to be a lot of work. And I realized for me, like all that shit, when I thought about, oh, it's going to be hard to stop drinking, it was like, bro, what the fuck? You know what I mean? And that's why I say now it's funny because it's like, you're really going to sit here and tell yourself you can't have something in that. So when I talk to clients, I say, hey, before the program, I talk to them that way to make them sound, uh, you know, going the logical route, make them feel stupid. And then we're on the program. I'm like, hey, motherfucker, like you paid me for a fucking result. You paid me to help you get to where you need to be. Are you going to hold yourself that way? Uh, and it's funny because I had a guy the other day and he was saying that. And I was just like, hey, bro, let's just map this shit out. You understand that you're drinking. You understand that you're smoking. You understand you're doing whatever. I'm not going to fucking sit here and say that I don't smoke because, again, I use it medicinally for all the bodily injuries I have. But it's coming with intention. When I was eating 1,000 milligrams, 2,000 milligrams, uh, fucking edibles a day, and I was just high out of my mind, yeah, I wasn't getting anywhere. But when I'm strategic and I'm like, I'm going to do this, get into a workout. Now you see me throwing up. I throw up every day because my joints are aching. So now I can do what I need to do because I'm using something to that ability. And it was funny because this guy's like, well, now it just looks like I'm just getting high. I'm like, yeah, because you're not using things with intention and being the way you need to fucking be to level up. And it was funny because when we really went down to it and I'm like, so you're telling me that you're going out and then you're bitching about waking up hungover the next day. And then you're bitching about fucking the people you have around yourself. Like, let's just say this shit out loud. And you realize that you're in your head more than whatever because you're talking to the same dude who walks into a fucking room and i'm watching motherfuckers and i'm like this dude's looking at me i'm reading mannerisms he doesn't check out always oh, he he's hesitating there's something about this guy he's intimidated to me of just the way i bring myself and i start talking and i said what motherfucker now it's a problem like i can't be around those guys and it was funny because you know the coach pointed that out to me he's like hey your personality type strong it's going to intimidate a lot of fucking people and I realized that hey that's what happens you know so it's funny that you mentioned that because a lot of people don't get those things I really appreciate you, bro. You've been amazing. Love to have you on for a second time. Where can people find you, brother, if they want to keep up with you? Uh, Pat the dog on Instagram, man. That's like the main thing. Hell yeah, brother. We'll definitely give you a shout out. Uh -huh. And then people follow you as well. So thank you, brother. It was an immense honor. I really appreciate you, brother. I've got my story. You got yours. I've dropped blood, sweat, and tears on the floor Then looked the devil right in the eyes and told him I want more When it's time to walk through hell's kitchen I ain't afraid to lace my boots back up Been there and back a couple times, but I made it through that stuff I realized if you wanna win, you gotta recalibrate your mindset Before there's no time left